show this is business in the morning conversations around sales marketing innovation and transformative leadership i am todd schnick good morning i am looking forward to this chat uh, this is a friend of mine a guy i've known now for heck probably two maybe three years now uh, uh we've been good friends so i'm uh, excited to welcome to the show say hello to tim burkesh He's the director of sales with Vector Displays. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. It's good to chat with you. Uh, we've connected online a bunch, but we haven't actually talked in a while, so it's good to connect. Uh, Tim, before we get into our subject for the day, give us a quick rundown on you and your background. Well, mostly uh, I have a sales background. I uh, started out as a uh, stockbroker and then uh, sold uh, Dale Carnegie training, sold and managed that, and then uh, went into consulting after that, mostly sales consulting, kind of took me into the route of getting into trade shows because we found that a lot of uh, salespeople and other people who went to, uh, who represented companies at trade shows really didn't know what to do uh, when they were there. They thought they'd just stand there and give out um, goodies and everybody would buy from them. And of course, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> so we did, we started doing a lot of training uh, of people, both sales and non-sales people, uh, on how to work a trade a trade show, and then uh, we pretty much just got into the trade show business itself. So, so now we do uh, practically anything with trade shows. We'll uh, we'll build booths, we'll uh, ship stuff, we'll we still do training. Um, We'll do pretty much anything that has to be done um, with the trade show. So. Okay, so an organization would call you and say, "Hey, uh, uh, we've done trade shows and it hasn't worked, and so we need your we need your help to make it work." Or we're getting ready to start doing trade shows, so help us come up with a strategy, design our presentation, design our booth, uh, walk us through all the strategy. That's that's what the work that Vector Displays does. That's correct. Although I hate to say it, but normally it's not that comprehensive. Usually, it's more of a Oh, we have a, a, a show in three or four months. Uh, the booth we've been using uh, is outdated. We need something different. And so, uh, you know, I've kind of talked, I think, with you about this before. So they're very specific on just getting that booth done because it's a right. lot of work, of course, to, to design that, to design and have it the way it's supposed to be. And so therefore, we kind of lose out on that big picture of how does this fit in with your overall marketing strategy of everything else you're doing. But yes, we our ideal client would be to start with, with zero and say, okay, let's how does trade show strategy fit in with the rest of your marketing and sales strategy and how can we complement everything so we get the best bang for the buck in everything you do? I understand that. So before we get into what's working and what's not and where trade shows are going, to take a second, Tim, and just just walk me through. there. I read more and more some people believe that that the trade show idea is going away. What's your take on it? Is that true? I don't sense it. When I go to a show, they seem to be as big and as popular as ever. What, what's your take on where the status of, of the trade show as, as it stands today? Well, I think the status is just like with people. People like to connect with people. And 
you know, back when 9-11 happened, everybody go, oh, no, that's going to kill trade shows. And then a couple of years later, you know, trade shows were back as strong as ever, given the economy then. Uh, I think it's always going to be there. People have a need to connect on a personal level. And I don't care how nice products and services can be presented on the Internet. Once in a while, you have to touch it. You have to feel it. You have to uh, look at it. You have to you know, see it operate in person. And, and you have to meet somebody. And that's just the way it is. We just did a big show that came to town was the um, coverings. And that has to do a lot with wall and floor coverings, a lot of granite, a lot of slate, a lot of marble. I mean, we had three booths from India, from companies from India came in, and they shipped in granite and slate and marble. And there were companies uh, from all over the world, Turkey, Egypt, all China, everybody bringing in. People have to see it. You can look at a piece of marble on the Internet and say, wow, that's a nice one. I think I want to buy that. But you really don't. You still want to go see it with that kind of investment, either on a house level, a corporate level, or a distributor of marble and tile products that wants to distribute to retailers throughout the country. They want to see the product and they want to meet the people who are behind delivering that product. Yeah. Well, the, the shows I go to, Tim, that's the big, that's the big deal. I mean, it is that when you, when you can actually see and touch and feel and, and, and view an actual demo of, of the product, or how it works. Here's the thing though, what blows my mind, every freaking show that I go to, uh, I walk by a booth and I see a bunch of guys sitting in, in logoed shirts, sitting on their butt, waiting for someone to come and talk to them. I feel like there is such a waste of opportunity and people not taking advantage of what these shows are really all about. Talk about, I mean, using your example, to, to ship marble and granite from around the world, that's, that's really expensive, uh, worth, <laughs> worth it. And necessary, as, as you explained, but despite the, the tremendous spend that some organizations have on trade shows, I feel like they're wasting opportunities. Talk about some of the strategies that people ought to be employing to get more bang for that spend. And to you, I agree with you. It's all about the relationships, but I don't feel like people are taking real good advantage of those opportunities. What are, what are some yeah. things that are working and what are some things that aren't working? Well, you're correct. What's not working is on a couple of these booths of, of the people who came in, they were sitting around a couple days before the show. They were watching us put up their booths. You know, I usually give my old joke of, you know, the price we set was based on us putting up your booth. If you're going to watch us, it's going to you know cost twice as much. Try to give them a hint, but they should have been out or on the phone or on emails contacting their prospects to have them set up times that of when they are going to come by and visit that booth, as opposed to waiting for somebody to come wandering by two days later to go visit their booth. There were two halls of the Georgia World Congress Center filled with booths. And unless you are a real committed uh, attender of a trade show, you're not probably going to walk that whole floor. You're just going to go visit a couple of that you want to see because you've got meetings to go to, you're making other business contacts, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's the biggest thing is that 
companies put all this money into their trade show booth and they don't put money into the pre-show planning and the during show meetings and the after show follow-up. Well, there's some statistics that say that are that are ridiculously pathetic about how little follow-up is actually done. I, that's a subject for a whole other conversation. But this this notion of, I, as you know, Tim, I do a lot of trade shows. We provide hopefully our clients with a with an interesting way to get prospects to come to them. But this notion of uh, there's two kinds of clients we have. There are the clients that when we're there doing our thing at a trade show, all the crew's hanging out with us and chatting with us and, and having a good time, which is nice. But the other type of client we have is where the guys are always gone because they're out there stirring up interest, stirring up conversation, learning. Uh, everybody at that in that building is ostensibly potentially interested in what you have to do or say and why you're not out there connecting with these people. Am I wrong, Tim, that, that every website for, for every trade show that I've ever been to has a list of all the exhibitors. Many of them have a list of a lot of the attendees. I mean, it's not hard to, to go out there and, and forge connection, right? That's correct. And, and a lot of uh, shows have apps where they, you can even get it all on your smartphone. Oh, yeah. So it, you're right. Most of the time, the mindset is... If I if build it, they're going to come. Well, that and if I'm if I'm sitting there, that's my job is to sit there and help people. So when they come by, I can talk to them. And again, that's part of the training that they've never had is that they need to be working that show and have shifts and not have one person scheduled to be there for eight hours because they're going to be a zombie by the end of the day if they do that. And to be there for two hours and have somebody else come for two hours. And when you're when and when your two hours are not to be at the booth, you're still supposed to be on the floor, but you're out going up and down the aisles, talking to people, radiating out from your booth, seeing right who your competitors are, see who complementary products or services could be to yours, connecting with them to see who their prospects are. Uh, you may have similar pr prospect profiles, assuming that the company has even developed a prospect profile. Tim, is it fair to say that a majority of organizations who invest in trade shows, they think that the work is to construct the booth, pre prepare the equipment that's going to be shipped and demoed there, get all the collateral organized that they're going to hand out, and and that's their job is to, is to see who walks up, scan the badge, and collect some emails. I, I think that's almost secondary. I think there's no excuse, in my opinion, that you should go not go to a trade show and not know the 20, 30, 40 pe people you want to see and connect with in, yeah. ad in advance of the show. You're right, and, and it's not done. I would bet, and you can do it the next trade show you go to. Walk up to somebody you've never met before and say, who are your top 20 prospects? And they would have no idea what the heck you're talking about. And I think those people ought to be fired on the spot. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's it's a top-down thing. Yeah. I'll bet you the company doesn't know. Now, maybe the president of the company does if that person's an entrepreneurial type. Yeah, but right. If but if they're a, a financial type or a legal type or a uh, that kind of a type who worked their way up the ranks, they're not looking at it that way. Yep. Uh, that's right. So if people want to get some uh, idea on on pre-show strategy, uh, they can work with you and Vector Displays and, and get some tips and some training on how to fully maximize that experience, yes? 
That's correct. All right. Hey, one last question, Tim. Uh, what what trends are coming? What what should we be seeing on the trade show floor in the next several years? You know, there's nothing real, real new. We are finally seeing. I don't know if you know there there was in the lighting area. There was uh, they had you know halogen lights have been a staple. Yeah, I have what they call the Las Vegas lights uh, that uh, Las Vegas convention centers require, which are LEDs. Uh, because of a fire situation that almost had, so they made them required. Now we're seeing more and more uh, LED lights, and and it makes sense. The halogens would burn out. The halogens got hot, and now the pricing of the LED lights is competitive, so that now you can buy an LED light that looks just like the halogen, except it's got the little LEDs in there. It doesn't get hot, and they don't burn out. So I mean that's minor, but it's 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 kind of a cool thing to uh, to have. We're still seeing a lot of rentals because people are going to maybe, especially with a big booth, they only go to maybe to two or three shows a year, and to have that huge investment to purchase something that can look dated uh, within a year or two just doesn't make sense. So we're seeing a lot of rentals. Interesting. Uh, and and then and then the uh, the fabric uh, instead of the hard walls. Now, of course, at that covering show, we had a whole lot of hard walls. A lot of times, a booth we just did out in Vegas was a forty foot by forty five foot booth, and it was all panels of fabric wrapped around that booth. It's easy to put up. It's lightweight, so you save money on drayage. You save money on labor. So it's a very cost-effective way to have a big booth without having the big cost of of heavy stuff to be trucked in. All right. Well, Tim, uh, we're out of time. Before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and learn more about your work and that of Vector Displays? The website is Vector Displays with an S dot com, 888-299-3119. And uh, if it goes to voicemail, it's because we're either on the phone or we're somewhere we can't get to the phone. And we'll definitely uh, return call promptly. And we can discuss uh, strategies or whatever needs to be. Obviously, there's no no charge until we you know do something. Anyway, that's the best way. All right. Tim Burkesh, the Director of Sales with the Vector Displays. My friend, it was good to connect and catch up. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that wraps this show. On behalf of my guest, Tim Burkesh, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Business in the Morning. When they Google, will you be there? Your prospects and customers are not just searching, they're scouring the internet, getting themselves through as much as 80% of their buying process before they have any interest whatever in talking to you. No strong online presence? You don't even get to compete. To establish and grow that online presence, you need an e-rep, a digital extension of yourself. And that's where Dreamland Interactive comes in. Whether it's establishing your e-rep for the first time, making it more visible to the search engines, or doing the really challenging work of harvesting great content, Dreamland Interactive e-rep processes and tools can help. Learn more about how Dreamland Interactive can shorten your sell cycle at dreamlandinteractive.com.